Good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes and share a cup of tea together, and I'm hopefully able to give some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Pineapple Oops Green Tea from Plum Deluxe. One of the tea makers switched up a recipe by accident, but in this case, a delicious accident. With the vibrant flavor of pineapple and citrus fruits, including lemon and orange, it's a delicate dance of hot tea. Sit back with your cup and relax for these few minutes with me as we listen to where this week's podcast will take us. Hello, a warm teacup welcome to all those who are joining in with us today. I hope that you've got a cozy cup of warm tea and that you're snuggled up and able to spend a few minutes where we can look to God's Word for some encouragement. Chapter 9 of Nehemiah today is where we're going to look, the covenant with God anew. Following our reminders from chapter 8 that this world is not our home, as we looked at the Feast of the Tabernacles and the booths that the Israelites lived in for that time, Chapter 9 leads us into their continued time of worship. And for us, I believe it can be a reminder of their covenant with God. Our covenant with God. A covenant of total and complete surrender to living a life for Jesus Christ. You know, again, this this could have been part of my sermon uh, that I shared a couple of weeks ago. I believe the Lord is definitely pointing us to reminders of our worship and the importance of His Word in our worship and our response to it. A covenant renewal. So the Israelites began with their sin. They began by confessing their sin. And I want us to pay careful attention to how that's done. The confession begins as not a guilt trip or beating yourself up, so to speak. It's a careful conversation with God as they are standing worshiping Yahweh. It's confession of their faith, confession of repentance of wrongdoing, and that is what leads to that fresh new beginning and that renewed covenant. Now chapter 9 is rather lengthy. Uh, It's only 38 verses, but a lot of words. Uh, So I'm just going to pick and choose a few verses. So I hope that you've got your Bible open and are able to follow along with me. I will Uh, try to let you know exactly where I am. But I am going to begin at the verse 1 of chapter 9 and read 1, 2, and 3. Now on the 24th day of this month, the children of Israel were assembled with fasting in sackcloth and with dust on their heads. Then those of Israelite lineage separated themselves from all foreigners, and they stood and confessed their sins and the iniquities of their fathers. And they stood up in their place and read from the book of the law of the Lord, their God, for one-fourth of the day, and for another-fourth they confessed and worshipped the Lord, their God. Skip down to the second part of verse 5. I'm going to skip over all the names. The second part of verse 5, Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever. Blessed be your glorious name, which is exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made heaven, the heaven of heavens, with all their hosts, 
the earth and everything on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all. The host of heaven worships you. You are the Lord God who chose Abraham and brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans and gave him the name Abraham. You found his heart faithful before you and made a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, and the Gergesites to give it to his descendants. You have performed your words, for you are righteous. Verse 16, skipping down. But they and our fathers acted proudly, hardened their necks, and did not heed your commandments. Now we're going all the way down to verse 30. Yet for many years you had patience with them and testified against them by your spirit in your prophets. Yet they would not listen. Therefore you gave them into the hand of the peoples of the lands. Nevertheless, in your great mercy, you did not utterly consume them nor forsake them, for you are God, gracious and merciful. And now therefore our God, the great, the mighty, and awesome God, who keeps covenant and mercy... Do not let all the trouble seem small before you that has come upon us, our kings and our princes, our priests and our prophets, our fathers, and on all your people, from the days of the kings of Assyria until this day. However, you are just in all that has befallen us, for you have dealt faithfully, but we have done wickedly. And now verses 36 through 38 as we close this chapter 9. Here we are, servants today, and the land that you gave to our fathers to eat its fruit and its bounty. Here we are, servants in it, and it yields much increase to the kings. You have set over us because of our sins. Also, they have dominion over our bodies and our cattle at their pleasure, and we are in great distress. And because of all this, we make a sure covenant and write it our leaders, our Levites, and our priests seal it. Now again, you, you say, well, how are we going to draw encouragement from this? It's because of all that had happened, they renewed that covenant with God. They made it afresh and anew. Again, back in verse 2 that we read, they are confessing not only their sins, but notice that they confess also the sins of their fathers. And time and time again, you find that godly members of, of God's people uh, confess not only their own sins, but also the sins of, of all of God's people. Uh, it, it was that cycle that they tended to go through. They would repent and turn, but then fall back into idol worship. It, it was in this way of, of, of asking and confessing these sins, it was a way to appeal to God for His mercy on them as not only individuals, but as the whole congregation. Uh, in verse 6, as we read, they confess that God is the only true God. You alone are the Lord. Uh, the, there's no ultimate fulfillment in anything or anyone that this world could ever offer. God and God alone. Confessing that truth will put you on the right road or maybe for you who might be listening, a new road for a covenant with God Almighty. 
Verse 7, they also confess that it began with God. In verse 7, you are the Lord God who chose Abram. They are not God's people because of the good things that they had done, very much far from it. They are God's people because he chose them. Verse 9, they also confess how God rescued them from Egypt. And, of course, we go all the way to Moses. And, again, the, the fact of, of being liberated there in Egypt and, and that, that rescue that, that was ultimately not just a rescue for them, but it was to give and show God's glory. Verse 10, uh, against all his servants and against all the people of his hand. For you knew that they acted proudly against them, so you made a name for yourself as it is this day. It was for God's glory like nothing else. Our salvation is to give God glory. Even in the creation, the entire work of redemption is to bring honor and glory to God, the God of love, the God of grace, the God of his favor. Verses 13 and 14, they confess that out of God's grace and faith and rescue, that the glory to God flows from the law. Now, we didn't read those verses, but, but I hope you'll go back and read this whole chapter. Verses 13 and 14 talk about how that grace and that rescue and that glory flows from the law. But we did read verse 16, and God's people, you notice it, it begins with, with the word but, but they and our fathers acted proudly. God's people were far from faithful to their covenant. Over and over again, as I said, it was a, it was a circle, a, a vicious cycle that they were caught up in. But God rescued them. He redeemed them. He forgave them, despite the continued return to their ways of sin and, and uh, idolatry. But eventually, in verse 30, God gave them into the hands of the people of the lands. Though he was still gracious to them in not making an end of them altogether. But they are confessing these things. They're listing out the confessions. And having made these confessions, having acknowledged who God is, what God has done and continued to do for them, who they are, and the answer to their situation was obvious. Renew our covenant with God. They proceeded to do that. They would covenant again with God in verse 38. For us, be reminded today is a day when you can say, Lord, I want to start fresh. I want to follow you. I want to renew my covenant, my commitment to you. Once more, to covenant ourselves in obeying Christ following his word, believing in and testifying and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Chapter 9 of Nehemiah shows us, reminds us, that we can renew our covenant with God fresh with his grace, favor, love, flowing from the law, his word. Dig deep. Dig deep. Renew that covenant with Jesus Christ. Thank you again so much for joining us on this week's podcast where we continue to walk through the book of Nehemiah. Today we spent time in chapter 9 to remind us that we can covenant anew with God today. 
I look forward to hosting you again next week on Tea Time with Tommy. But until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.